This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is Mike Mansfield with The Wealth Puzzle and also with the Lynn Group here located in Ventura, California. We are retirement income planners. We help you plan out your retirement. We figure out your cash flow needs, your social security time, and how to manage your investments to create the proper income you need. Certainly your tax efficiency. And then, oh, by the way, when the day comes, how do you pass all this stuff efficiently to the young folk? Tony, as always, thanks for joining us, my friend. How are you doing? I am doing great today. I mean, you know, I'm on the air with you. We're, we're uh, doing a show, uh, and that is so much fun. Uh, it's a highlight of my week, honestly, Michael. You know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome to the, the party. Mr. The, um, Mansfield. All right. Well, hey, I got a lot to talk about today, so no, no, more, no more fluffy stuff, my friend. Down to business. <laughs> Down to business. All right. Down to business. What are we talking about? I got all kinds of fun things to talk about. I think, you know, for the sake of giggles, let's do the let's do the COVID-19 updates, right? Sure. Positive vibes. Remember, I'm pulling economic data. I like information. I do not like the news. News headlines seem to always just glorify the wrong stuff. I like the data. So one of the things now, this is data from August 19th. So we're running kind of like a week behind because obviously stuff has to get reported. But you know what's really cool about the United States is it really is showing a significant downtrend in daily new cases. Significant. You go back to almost mid-June, we were peaking out at like 70,000 new cases a day. And it's been pretty consistently falling since then. It looks like at the moment, we're averaging somewhere between 40 and 50,000 cases a day now. So still a lot, right? We're not, we're not sitting here saying it's all over. Everything is all well. Not at all. But there was a huge uptick from May to June into July. And it's extremely trending down at the moment. The bell curve looks really nice at the moment. So you still have to be careful. You still have to be conscious. You still need to social distance. You got to wash your hands. You don't get that 20 seconds in kind of deal. But at least big picture, the active new daily cases testing positive is in a downtrend. So for the moment, love to see that. It's huge. Yeah, that's that is good news. I mean that it is it. Well, it's good news that it's still trending downwards. Those numbers are still high but trending downwards so Absolutely. we're not go we're not going up yeah we're, we're things are getting better and yeah. you know uh, this too shall pass eventually and mortality rates have all plateaued out and they're starting to mellow out a little bit so that's good um you know we were sharing last week i try to kind of hit a different piece of the data every week and rotate it around so it's not this regular regurgitation last week we were talking about you know total deaths by age group things like that once again there's been no upticks in, let's say, age 24 and younger. They still represent basically nothing of the mortality rates, which is fantastic. Our young people are surviving it pretty well. It's you get over the age of 65, you add health conditions. That's obviously the risk group. Um, but the scary stuff, here's something from uh, the CDC. So the CDC did a survey and it was conducted at, right at the last week of June. 26% of young Americans ages 18 to 24 
reported having seriously, I mean, the word seriously is freaky, considered suicide in the last 30 days. Oh, that's that's, that's horrible, right? Yeah, now that's not a good statistic. This is a significant increase. The year prior, excuse me, uh, let me read this this correctly. Um, On average, only 7.9, about 8% of that age group had reported that between 2008 and 2018. So it has increased significantly, obviously, some of this mental health stuff. Not good, right? Very concerning. The other thing that's interesting as of August 17th is they track lockdown severity around the world. So these are the major places. You got France, Germany, Japan, Sweden, the United States, and the United Kingdom. Guess who has the most severe lockdowns around the world at the moment? Guess who's at the top of the list with considered most strictest? Who? Us. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> All, America. America. I knew, I knew you know, the always, answer was California. Always trying to win gold stars. Yeah. So this index that they've created, this is called, it's a, how is it there's always a new index, you know? This is the Government Response Stringency Index. The index is a composite measure based on nine response indicators, oh, including school closures, workplace closures, restrictions on large gatherings, travel bans, etc. It's a zero to 100 score. We are scoring a 70. What is that, a C minus? We got a C minus on the test. Um, by comparison, it looks like who's behind us. The United Kingdom is right behind us at like 65. The lowest in the group is Japan at 30. So much less stringent in some other places. We are the most stringent at the moment. Um, you find that ironic since we have the most cases, you know, so I'm not here to get into a debate, but you know, what would the debate be? Hmm. Stringent, most cases do lockdowns work question mark. Anyways, Moving on before I get in trouble for that. <laughs> the uh, Well, California has a, a unique set of problems. I know. Uh, well, no, and, I'm talking about the United States, though. You yeah. know, and so it's it's interesting that the U.S. can have the most stringent restrictions as other places. Yet we don't seem to have a, you know, what is the statistical benefit of it so far? You know, would we have much lower cases, much lower deaths, something like that than another country? And I don't know that that's necessarily true since last time I heard we have pretty much the most cases of any country, but yeah, per capita even. So yeah, per capita, yeah, that's tough. Here's another fun fact. So as of August 19th, they, they track mortality rates per thousand. So remember that 1918, the, um, uh, it wasn't the swine flu. The swine flu just happened in what? 2009. It was the Asian flu. Asian flu. no, no, well, a Spanish flu, Spanish flu, Spanish Ooh, flu. Oh God, there's too many flus, Tony. I'm losing it, man. I can't I keep track. <laughs> so 1918, right? How many times have we heard that this is this is our hundred year pandemic? It's likened to the 1918 Spanish flu. You heard that one? I've heard yep. that one all the I've time. Heard that. Yep. Any idea what death per thousand was? Well, let's go this way. Any idea what our death per thousand is right now, based on the coronavirus in the country? I don't know. Five hundred thirty-seven. So that's, that's a lot. That's not good, yeah. right? No. Um, it's significantly worse than the swine flu in 2009. That was 41 per thousand. So it's, you know, 10 times, 20, 12 times worse. Yeah. But 1918, the old Spanish flu, deaths per thousand, over 6,500. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's funny when you look at that, you say, whoa, this is terrible right now. We're living through something terrible, but... 
I have to be brutally honest. We can't even shake a stick at what happened in 1918. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. Uh, the, the second worst was in the fifties, which is interesting because that correlates with prior to the last quarter, the worst drop in GDP in one quarter, 10%. Um, that was the, um, Asian flu and that was 666, like symbolic number. Mm -hmm. The, um, so in any case, very bad, very upsetting. Obviously we don't want people passing away. This is not a good thing. But we got to be careful about headlines. Liking this to what happened in 1918 is just not an accurate statement. Well, and it was a whole different time. I mean, yeah, it's no, hard. No, no, to no. The, the, it's the hard treatments, to the the very the medical facilities, everything. But fortunately, we are weathering this significantly better than they weathered that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. You're trying to look on the bright side here, uh, even though you know I this know. is affecting a lot of people, uh, and we feel for them. Uh, you know, you do want to try to find some light at the end of this tunnel that is 2020. Uh, I saw a meme, Michael, that's so funny uh, <laughs> online on Facebook that said it said uh, it showed this like teacher up in front of a whiteboard with the, just this, these lists of disasters or whatever. And it said, uh, OK, who had double hurricanes uh, on their 2020 oh. bingo cards? <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay who well, out there has uh double hurricanes like in like a hundred years or something double I mean, hurricanes right uh, they don't uh actually officially on record uh, there's never been double hurricanes in the gulf i think no look this is this is i'm going biblical man this is the end of times <laughs> 2020 is not a good That's year it. so well, far. it was supposed to be not, 2012 but it actually was 2020 not a good year and you know you mentioned i mean you know and it's that kind of talk though i mean suicide suicide you said you mentioned that suicide uh, statistic, horrible yeah which is horrible but it kind of goes hand in hand with uh i read a recent uh, article it was actually in a medical journal they did they've done a study over the last few months and Alcohol consumption is way up, mm -hmm. especially the first couple of months in uh, March, April and May. Alcohol consumption yeah. was uh, they said 14 percent of people who didn't drink started drinking. Oh, wow. Wow. During during. That's, during that's interesting. <laughs> uh, so a lot of I'm, people who were on the bandwagon uh, who, who got, you know, they got they got back on or how, however that phrasing works. Uh, you know, off the wagon. So wow. uh, that 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 probably ties in to your statistic earlier. But we have that's why we have to dig these nuggets out and make sure people are really seeing, hey, they're you know, uh, you don't always want to believe the headlines. You have to really look at it and look at real numbers and real yeah. uh, studies. And, and so you don't always want to believe the hype and you, you've got to keep a good outlook. Uh, we're going to get through right. this. No, I agree. And it's there's just a lot of cause and effect, right? You know, I mean, like you said, the the alcohol stuff is an issue. But last week we were talking about how drug overdoses year over year have increased exponentially. You know, all of those things, you know, there's there's a lot of cause and effect based on what's going on with decisions. The um, all right. Whew, let's let's move on. Move that on. was heavy. Yeah, that, that was heavy. Like, should we have a moment of silence here? <laughs> we may need right, one. There, there, there was the um. Your fun fact, last week's stock market, the S&P 500 hit an all-time high. Woohoo, right? You know what they said is don't 
you're not supposed to put on the hats. If you ever watch like CNBC, you know, and the, the market hits a certain level, the S&P hits 3000. All of a sudden they have like pre uh, embroidered hats that say that and they're already wearing them. They, <laughs> it's so crazy. I know. Um, but it, they're saying, oh, that's a bad curse. Don't ever put the hat on again. It's, you're cursing us. The, um, <laughs> you know, what's funny is I blame it all on Jim Cramer. The, <laughs> He has ruined it all for all of us. The, um, you know, it's funny though, is people have such a bad habit of, we'll say looking underneath the water, right? This is like the iceberg and the Titanic, you know, little iceberg, but what's under the water. And so it's very easy to say, Oh, woohoo, hot dog. The stock market just hit an all time high. Look how awesome that is. But you know, what's funny about that is if you then go into the S and P 500, remember 500 stocks, 62% of them are still at losses this year. <laughs> yeah, know, that's crazy. Two, two thirds of them are still a train wreck. It's just yeah, it's funny just the because third, it's the third that are holding them up. Well, uh, and the it's, ones and it's, that are the ones that are going up because of COVID, because they can take advantage of this or, you know, yeah, it's but, driven consumers to those companies and away from all the others. Hang on. I'm going to count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. But there's like 14 stocks out of the 500 that have just gone through the moon to the yep. moon, through the sun, through the stars, whatever. And so it's funny how like you look at the Fang stocks, you know, the, the, the Facebooks, Apples, Amazons, Google kind of stuff, Netflix, those stocks represent now almost 25% of the S&P 500 because they've gotten so big. Remember, Apple is now valued at over $2 trillion. It's insane. It's insane. And and so, oh my gosh, who's calling? Oh, Spam Risk. That, that must be, they want to know who I'm voting for or something. That's ah! a listener. It's a listener. I'm voting for Mickey Mouse. Stop it's calling another me. pleased listener. The, um... But it's fascinating how these handful of companies, I mean, it's really making the stock market kind of risky in a sense, because so much weighting, if you're indexing in the S&P 500, is now based on just this handful of stocks doing really well. Well, what happens when they do really poorly? You know, that's a problem. So when you have Apple that's up like 50% this year, things like that, it really skews the whole number. So headline, stock market back to all-time highs. Subheadline, except most of the stocks still suck this year. So, you know, it's just kind of funny. You know, if you were very yeah. specific, then you would have done well. Look, PayPal's up 60%. Amazon's up 50%. But then again, Occidental Petroleum, remember, energy companies down 70%. Norwegian Cruise Lines down 70%. Carnival Cruise Lines down 70%. I mean, there's still a bloodbath out there in different sectors. And so it's... You said it earlier, Tony, you were talking about like the headlines. We kind of got to take the headlines with a grain of salt right now because the headlines aren't telling the whole story. Stock market up. Totally true. Totally true. But the problem is, is most companies in this country have still been punched in the gut, punched in the neck, punched in the face. That's a that's yep. probably a bad combo, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're not, you're not doing so hot. The, um... So I thought that that was a very interesting thing that I wanted to highlight is we still need to be conscious about it. Energy, totally underperforming. Financials, totally underperforming. Whereas you look at consumer staples and these these discretionary stocks, you know, they're doing phenomenal this year. Mm -hmm. You know, let's see. Energy is doing horrible. Consumer discretionary is doing great. 
healthcare is doing great. I imagine that'll all fall apart after the election. But well, yeah, you talk about consumers. I know Home Depot and Lowe's, any home improvement related stocks are doing really, really well. Even Target and Walmart uh, are at work. You got to remember in recessions, people work on their houses, which is kind of ironic because houses are selling off the shelves, not a very traditional um, recessionary indicator because normally during recessions, things slow down. Um, we have this kind of opposite effect with real estate, probably a conversation for a different day. Um, yeah. auto repair parts, stuff like that, where people say, well, I want to take it easy. on fixing my car, which is once again, ironic in a pandemic because auto sales are almost back to all time highs. This is a weird stinking year, my friend. Yeah. It's the pandemic. I mean, it's the <clears throat> COVID-19 and really the shutdown is what's, yeah. you know, fueled all this. And, uh, I, it just so many, in like upper middle class and middle class, you're seeing so many, uh, so many yeah. home improvement projects. Like uh, people are working from home, <sighs> but it gives them the freedom to, or they're they've been laid off or yeah. furloughed, so they're they're uh, at home and they're like, oh man, they're noticing all the things they've been wanting to do. Let's get this done now. Yeah, well, and it's it's funny too. Remember, normally a recession would indicate people have less money, less resources. There was a study that just came out last week I was reading that said that uh, for people that got laid off, things like that, 68% of them were making more money than when they were working. So you do have this stronger statistical presence of resources. I mean, look at the M2 money supply. That's like money markets, checking savings accounts. It's up like 25% in the last five months. People have more money. They're out spending more money. That's why retail sales are up year over year. I mean, it's, it's incredible, Tony. It's a wild year. So anyways, what was the point of the show today? We had a we had a funny little title. Uh, oh, um, the, t- the title is great. Uh, you can leave <laughs> California, but your money can't. Boom. What's no, up with that? What's up with that? So California, a week or two ago, we were well maybe for a while. We've been talking about federal tax proposals. You know, what what are the proposals? What is some of the tax liability that could be affected? Well, California's kind of working on their own thing that I thought was kind of entertaining. Now, granted, these rules don't apply to most of us, right? It's for the wealthy. But still, California has become more and more and more and more and more dependent on the wealthy people to cover the tax bill because we have, you know, a lot of obligations and a lot of people with resources have left the country or <laughs> the country of California, the the state of California. I, that was a that did that was a, a a slip, a Freudian slip or whatever. You know, remember California wants to be their own country. They tried to get that on the ballot at one point. The um, but one of the taxes. Well, there's two taxes California is now proposing. One is the hey, if you move out of California, that's cool. That's cool, Tony. Go wherever you want, man. But if you have lots of money, which is I at the moment defined by thirty million. So once again, it's for the the people with some dough here. If you leave California, 0.4% of your wealth, not your gain, not how much money your investment, just your wealth every year, 0.4% a year will be assessed to you for 10 years after you leave California. You got like a the California oh ball and gosh. chain on your ankle. Really? Can crazy? they do that? It's never been done before, but leave it to California. Remember, we're, we're we, you know, we take it to new heights here in California. You've seen the commercials, right? The those nice, pretty commercials of the beach oh, yeah. and all the movie yep. stars. And you oh, go to Universal yeah. Studios, and then we can yep. tax the heck out of you. 
It's all the, part um, of the fun. So if you leave California, <laughs> you 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 have a legacy tax uh, for ten years. Now the the best part of the show, Tony, is not even that. Not even that. The best part of the show, and I don't understand this entirety, so don't hold me to it. But they want to make this retroactive if they pass it, and so for people who have left in the last ten years, they also want to tax them. <laughs> like, 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 am, like, am I, like, like, like? That's crazy. I hated the Twilight Zone when I was a kid. I don't know. I don't know. It was just they were oddly creepy. Like the one, like the pigs and stuff, and the surgeons. The um. I'm in the twilight zone when I read this. You think, how is that even legal? That Because someone chooses to move somewhere else, you you know, and their wealth increases after they move, that they would have to pay a tax on that um, as some kind of uh, indentured servant to California. It's insane to me. Now, now let's think about, okay, so that was part one, right? So part one is you leave California, your money doesn't. Part two, though, is... Now I'm actually going to alienate you more if you decide to stay. <laughs> what do you mean, Mike? So California's top tax rate is 13.3%. They're proposing increasing that to 16.8%. And so for the high-income people, the, the wealthy affluent in California who California relies on so much, if you leave, we're going to tax you. But if you stay, we're going to tax you more. So what's your option? <laughs> no, I mean, it's nuts. Tony, Tony, think about they this. Get if, your if, money, they get your money coming or going. I mean, that's if what you, they're doing. If you hit that top tax rate in California of almost 17% that they're proposing, and then you have like the, you know, the, the, the almost 40% federal rate, you're going to be paying like 55% in taxes. <laughs> hey. Wow. That's I've huge. got an idea. Work your butt off. Invent something really cool, become successful, and then give us, I don't know, let's just, let's round it up to 60% of every buck that you bring in. Boom. Wow. Isn't that incredible? That's that's a high tax. Right uh, right now, granted, like I said, for all of our listeners, a lot of these rules don't apply to us. Um, you you know, to leave California, it's really it's for the top one one or two percenters, right? I, I think it's even, I think it's, honestly, I think it's a, the top half a percent in California. But but still, it's it's really about the bigger picture. California really relies on that top a half percent of taxpayers to bring in the resources that our state needs. And so what are we going to do to incentivize them to be happy here? We're just going to tax them more and threaten them if they think about leaving based on that higher tax. We're going to tax them anyways. Like, I, I, I don't know, man. It's crazy. Yeah, I just, I can't believe that. When you told me that, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I just, it, it sounds like something you'd just make up that couldn't be true. No, it's California. Uh, Everything's made uh, up here. <laughs> the, um, hey, you can move away from California, but we're still going to keep taxing you for the next yeah. 10 years. Now, now, once again, these are all proposals. So we don't know if this stuff gets passed, or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's all proposals, but even the fact that this is the stuff that we talk about, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We have so many other problems and now we're like, I got an idea. I got an idea, guys. Maybe we can slip this in while nobody's looking. The, um, it's just, it's just pretty bizarre to me. And I don't even remember what it was. Remember like six months ago or something, we were talking about like San Francisco has another tax that if you're a, like, you know, a successful exec, you know, at a tech company, 
Uh, and it was something like 50, if you make 50 or a hundred times the median income in that area, there was another tax you have to pay anyways. I mean, uh, highest gas tax in the country. Woohoo. Got some nice sales tax. We're trying to do prop 15, which will then lead into probably increasing personal property taxes. So yeah. Yikes. So, you know, you really have to, I think one of the key things, like people are like, oh, this is great. You know, what do we do about it? Well, you have to have a good financial planner. Well, there's that. But the the takeaway of all of this is do not apply yourself. Do not try to become wealthy because California wants it. There you go. <laughs> well, yeah, that I mean, is that really going to pass, though? That sounds crazy. I guess you know, crazier things have happened in California, right? Well, I mean, that's what's interesting. I mean, these are things that are, are proposed. So the fact that it's proposed is just the, the first red flag, because oftentimes it, it just gives you a little bit of insight on how the the people in charge are thinking. And like I said, California has a lot of problems that need to be sorted out before we just continue to tax the wealthy more so. So anyways, um, yeah. my two cents, like I said, it doesn't, doesn't affect me. doesn't affect, um, anybody I know. Um, <laughs> well, it could, let me check the numbers here. Let's you? See if it'll affect you. Me. Let me look at my, maybe, oh. maybe by, maybe by oh. January. I don't know. You know, we're, we're getting there. <laughs> yeah. We're getting there. You, you know, the, you um, know, ra- radio and podcasting. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's, you know, that's the where the, pretty big. It's where the money's at. You got to franchise out, the, man. It's where it's the, the franchises. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a good one. Well, Hey, great show today. Great show today. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, hey, we love our listeners. Uh, you know, any feedback you got, certainly give me a call, 805-500-7035. Visit our main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. Would love any uh, positive reviews. Remember, we got you got we got a mean review from some kind of trolling algorithm or something. So if anyone wants to leave a written positive review, I would appreciate that. And you know what? When in Rome, you can leave a mean review if you want to. The... um. I'm enjoying them. I'm actually, I, I print them off and I, I put them on my fridge at home to inspire me in the morning before I come to work. The, um, so anyways, <laughs> so give us a call 805-500-7035. Uh, otherwise same time, same place next week. Woohoo. All right. Thanks, Michael. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Wealth Puzzle with our host, Michael Mansfield. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lynn Group Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lynn Group, LLC. The Lynn Group, LLC and the Lynn Group Advisors, LLC are not affiliated companies. Lynn Group, LLC the Lynn Group Advisors LLC and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.